Hey everyone, welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. This is episode 239, recorded on October 26, 2021. My name is Steve, and of course I am here with Barry. Hey Barry, how's it going? Hey Steve, always a pleasure. It's been a while. It's been a couple weeks. It has been. We had an extra week, uh, so if you were sitting around wondering why there wasn't a, a podcast dropping in your subscription box, uh, either on YouTube or your favorite podcast app, we had an extra week. Sorry about that. Uh, traveling and uh, and the like uh, of the last a uh, couple weeks, um, and uh, people are already noticing in the chat room that Greg is missing again. Yes, I promise he's still alive. He's still around. Uh, we have not lost Greg. He just had some uh, some other things going on, and so uh, you just got Barry and I uh, here tonight, so uh, we apologize. Um, that we'll no we'll do the best to yes. fill in this the Greg-shaped <laughs> void in this episode. That's right. But That's we do right. miss him. Yes, yes. Uh, but... There is not, it's not just Barry and me. Uh, we've already mentioned the, the live chat. So if you have not joined in the live chat as we record these things, um, you are kind of the collective, uh, other person on our, on our team. Uh, so thank you guys so much for jumping in there. We've got several people in the chat already, uh, that's, uh, going live on YouTube and Twitch. So if you're not following us on YouTube or Twitch, uh, be sure to do that and you'd be alerted every time we go uh, live and every time we post videos and all that stuff. Uh, so anything that we talk about, uh, live right here on the, the recording, be sure to uh, throw your comments and your thoughts and everything. We'll refer to the chat as much as we can throughout the recording uh but uh yeah that's a great way to just kind of get your thoughts out there and uh let us know what you are uh, playing and all that stuff uh the other way to interact with us is on our social media you can do that on twitter instagram and facebook we are at nintendo fuse and of course you can also join our discord the link is on the screen and also in the show notes the youtube description i believe it's on the twitch description as well and uh we'd love to just have you jump in and uh join in uh on the conversations about games in between episodes and uh you know there's breaking news news, events, things like that happening. Uh, one of the things that we're going to be talking about on this episode is the Animal Crossing Direct. And uh, there was a lot of conversation around that Animal Crossing Direct uh, when it was happening. So make sure you head over to our Discord if you have not done so yet. Uh, yeah, so I think that's pretty much all the, you know, the, the beginning stuff out of the way. Uh, Barry, let's talk about what we have been playing. I know there's one big game that we're going to be talking about tonight. Uh, we've both been playing some Metroid Dread. Um, some of you guys got a little teaser because I hit the wrong button. We were going live tonight, so you saw a little bit of that. Uh, we are going to be talking about uh, that game in uh, in in length uh, tonight as our game chat uh, segment. But uh, what else have you been playing, Barry? Uh, yeah, so uh, on the Switch, I did go back to Animal Crossing and messed around with that uh, a little more than usual, uh, getting ready for for the big update. Uh, you know, direct kind of. <clears throat> you know, kicked me a little into gear. And uh, so it was fun fun just experiencing that. Of course, I had roaches in my house. Because <laughs> even when I would go in and do the daily stuff, I just never went into the house. So I had all these roaches. Yay. Yay, <clears throat> uh, roaches. <laughs> uh, of course, Metroid Dread, which we will be talking about. Uh, some Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. And uh, I did the story mode in that, which is Monkey Ball 2 story. And I forgot just how infuriating some of those levels are. Uh, and I did Monkey Ball 1, uh, the, uh, the first two levels, the beginner, which they now call it casual, but it's a beginner in advanced. Uh, and those are tough, um, you know, especially advanced, but it definitely has a different control. 
And then I did some monkey bowling with my wife, which that was a lot of fun. But when we tried monkey target, which A, is monkey ball two's target, which is not my favorite. I preferred the first games. But it controls like the worst. Like it, it, you have to like hold back on the analog stick at just the right angle to, to float. Otherwise, gravity just works like 150%, and you just go right down the ocean. You never even get to the target. It's, uh, uh, it's not just like an isolated problem. A lot of people have been complaining about it, and that sucks because that was my favorite monkey ball mini game, and they ruined it. <clears throat> so uh, not really happy about that. But the game itself is fun. Uh, just been enjoying um, playing through, and. Uh, just re-experiencing. It's, that's probably one of the few games that you'll ever hear me push myself and challenge myself to beat levels because, you know, I was going back to my college days when I used to be, you know, doing that. Now I just don't have time, but a little nostalgia I went with oh, it. the college <clears throat> days filled with Monkey Ball and Smash Brothers all the time. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's why Monkey Target was such a big, big thing for us. So to, to lose it was uh, kind of, ha- you know, sorry and sad. And Hopefully they fix it. A good patch. I'll be happy. Uh, played some Golf Club Wasteland, which is a golfing game, but it's only a golfing game in the sense that you play like 2D uh, like mini golf kind of deal. Uh, the golf doesn't really carry your strokes. It's more about just getting the ball in the hole. But it's a very atmospheric game because the story is, you know, humans have gone to Mars and not everybody survived, so it's just a few people on Mars. And you, as a lone astronaut, went back to ruined Earth to play golf in your meantime. And, and the whole game is, it's all, the audio is all a radio station on Mars with people calling in, telling stories about what it was like on Earth and playing this the music that was like set the, sets the mood and kind of like the, the songs uh, talking about the destruction of Earth. And, you know, they're all original stuff. Uh, super atmospheric. Like in terms of like, I would just put the game on and listen to the radio station. <laughs> like it's really mm-hmm. well done. Like like Grand Theft Auto style. You know, you get in the car and just listen to the radio stations. Uh, it, it's is like it, that. Um, is it realistic or is it more cartoony or like? Uh, it's it's kind of like cartoony graphics, but and it, it's very simplistic golf controls. And it's it's like wacky levels. Like you have to like go into pipes and you know break through windows and like you hit the ball up like uh, fire escapes or, and stuff like that. And uh, if you enjoy golf, you would probably really enjoy this. I'm not a big fan of golf, but I did play it. Uh, I bet about 50% of the game uh, in the story mode and, and the atmosphere is what got me. Like I just, I kept going for more holes just because, Oh, well they're, they're having a cool caller on. I might as well do this while I'm listening to the radio. <laughs> nice. Um, so I did that. Um, played through a game called Phenotopia Awakening, which is a 2D Zelda 2 style game uh, with a bunch of exploration and uh, you know item equipment and upgrades. Very challenging. A lot of fun. Uh, cool 8-bit style with a lot of pastel colors. Uh, just just a, a blast to play. Uh, Pokemon Unite, I'm still playing, uh, though I'm starting to lose my wife on it. You know, like not in the way like she's absorbed into it, and the fact that she's starting to fall away. And that's mainly because whenever you play any game, and I'm sure you've experienced this with Rocket League, um, whenever you play any game with other people, you find that not everybody is of the same caliber. And when you play with a team full of idiots, um, it really drags the game down. 
And especially when like you have those people that go out and then they get, they get killed and then they want to just, you know, like I'm not moving and I just want to forfeit. And it's like, well, thanks. You're now going to make me de-level my rank Mm -hmm. because you don't know how to play the game and you're, you're crying. I, I hate that. And I really hate it. And the, the block list is a limit, so you can only block so many people. And, you know, I have no idea how if the reports do anything. But there's a lot of people that just, they don't know how to play. And since there's no voice chat, you can't, you can't help and educate people on how to play. And then you have... It's <laughs> a good way of putting it. Help and educate. Really just run... Yeah. You can't yell at them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can't yell at them. And apparently, like, I, I haven't done it, but my wife's been on, like, the subreddits and a lot of people now, their strategy is they're taking pride in stealing stuff. So, like, they'll wait and they'll steal, like, Rotom or, or Zapdos, like, at the last second. Like, that's what they're doing. And they're taking, like, pride in it and that's become, like, the culture. Mm. Uh, which is really disheartening when you do like all the work and then you lose it suddenly. Uh, so eventually that does take its toll. Uh, they are doing like a Halloween event now, which is really cool. But but I'm still enjoying it despite losing because I'm not a sore loser. Although I, I definitely, if I could yell at people, oh man, I would probably get banned. <laughs> um, because I've had some choice words in my living room for some players. Uh, but my wife is sometimes a sore loser. So I, I, I'm trying to keep her interested in because I, I do enjoy playing you know, something with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of like a, just a fun thing to do together when we're not getting aggravated. <laughs> uh, went back to Smash Brothers Ultimate because Sora dropped. So I got him and I finally got all the spirits. They were the uh, the ones in the shop were being a real pain. And uh, they, they had the Metroid Dread uh, spirits as well for a spirit event. So I did that. And yeah, it's kind of weird. I don't know if there's going to be any new spirits, but it's kind of like surreal. Like, is this the last time there'll be new stuff to do in Smash Brothers. Uh, but but I, I enjoyed Sora. Sora was fun. Uh, you know, it's just... I'm not terribly a fan of his stage, uh, only because, like, the the camera going all over, like, Hollow Bastion is starting to make me dizzy. Because I'm, like, trying to focus on the fight, but I'm also trying to look at the background, and it's, like, you know, making me a little dizzy. Hmm. Uh, and then, uh, dropped last night the Nintendo 64 and the Genesis, which we will be talking about. Uh, more later, but I did, I booted them both up. I played a little Mario Tennis. I hadn't played N64 Mario Tennis since probably around 2000 or so when it, when it came out, and I loved that game. So it was fun to play that again. And on the Genesis, I played some Musha, which is a game I haven't played, <clears throat> and it's very expensive. And it's so far a far better shooter than the one that we just recently reviewed, Crisis Wing. <laughs> so uh, that's, that's, that's there. Um, so, so I did have fun with it. Of course, I was playing with the Pro Controller. My N64, my Genesis controllers have shipped. Uh, they have not arrived yet, so just playing with the Pro Controller. And on the PC side, uh, getting more back, in, like, back into 14 more. Uh, I've been playing it casually, but like, like recently I actually started to like, I'm going to spend a couple hours and really work on some stuff as Endwalker approaches um, because that is a month away, and I know that will... Like, like when that comes out, it'll be like, what did you play, Endwalker? Like, like that'll be, I'll be a really short uh, time for me in, in this segment. But it's great to just get back into 14, uh, like, on a, on a more heavier basis. I know a lot of people have been playing. A lot of people have been catching up. And when you have already done virtually everything, uh, it's, 
it's slower. It's like there's less pulling in, but uh, the hype's starting to get there. So I've been really having fun with 14 and uh, getting back into it. And I do have some stuff I do want to accomplish. I hope I can accomplish before Endwalker. And uh, on the mobile front, Dragalia Lost is still has me. It's still going on with the third anniversary. And I'm still playing Mario Kart Tour. These damn tournaments just keep pulling me in. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, yeah, I've uh, I've been playing some Rocket League, of course, um, and uh, not as much as I usually do because uh, a little Metroid game has got a lot of my time uh, over the last few weeks. Uh, and then uh, played some Mario Kart 8 Deluxe as well. Uh, we had some friends over that uh, they were really wanting to have a Mario Kart night, and so we played uh, we played some Mario Kart, and uh, that was that was fun to get back into it a little bit and. I don't think I've lost my touch. That was good. I lost the first round, but it, you know, after four races under my belt, I was winning again, so that was good. Um, and uh, yeah, just I, f- I forget like Mario Kart, just so much fun. Um, and I, I love how much that they've put into like that game. There's so much there. It's kind of like the uh, the ultimate version of it. Um, and then with that, uh, those those friends, we also played some Jackbox games. Um, unfortunately, right right before the new one came out, so uh, we just played the old ones. Um, but that was fun. And uh, played a game called Trios. Um, and it's um, how do I describe it? Uh, it's a math game with uh, some cool like. Uh, lo-fi beats that is uh that's that's what that game is all about so it's uh incredibly casual uh the idea is that you get this number at the top of your screen and you get a bunch of bubbles that you have to pick the numbers and the multipliers or division or adding or subtracting or whatever and you just put them all in the right order and you move on to the next stage and you just do this over and over and over again and it's cool fun music in the back that's totally just relaxing and chill and uh if you like math or you want to challenge yourself to uh to do that kind of a thing with some just really cool chill music in the background you may want to check it out um if you're not a fan of math you're probably not going to enjoy it uh but if you want to like challenge your brain a little bit um it's got really good music uh, for it. So I think that's really the, the selling point of the game is, is the lo-fi beats, uh, for it. Um, and then, uh, yeah, played some Metroid Dread, which we're going to talk about in just a little bit. Um, I'm going to go to, oh, and yeah, we'll talk about this as well. Um, we talk about the, the expansion pass and everything too, but I booted up, uh, N64 and Sega Genesis just to check, check it out. But I, at that point, I uh, I was too tired to actually play any of the games. I was just like, oh, this is cool. And I moved on and uh, went to bed eventually. But um, that's uh, and I'll I'll get into why uh, later of why that happened that way. But uh, but yeah, um, let's see. Let's go to the chat room. It looks like Jakester's been playing Fire Emblem Three Houses and finished Golden Deer Run on and uh, Nino Kuni. And uh, Kevin was saying that he loves golf story, so he thinks he's going to like that uh, the golf game you were talking about, Golf Club Wasteland. And maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe enjoy that. I found the same way with uh, what's it called the What the Golf game. Mm-hmm. That was, I mean, it has nothing to do with like what you were talking about with that game. But I felt the same way. I was like, I was sucked in. I was like, okay, I can just do one more. I can just do one more. I was like, the next thing I know, I was playing for another hour. So, <laughs> so, all right. Well, That's I true. think 
<clears throat> I think that's it for uh, for our games we've been playing. Uh, now we're, let's uh, let's move into this. Uh, the uh, oh, oh, before Jared snuck in there, Jared has been playing Smash, uh, Pokemon Go, Mario Kart Tour, and Mario Run. Awesome. So, all right, well, let's move into the game chat for this episode. Yes, that's right. We're going to be talking a little bit of Metroid Dread. For those of you who don't know, Metroid Dread did come out October 8th, 2021, and it was developed by Mercury Steam, published by Nintendo, and is the fifth official game in the canonical storyline for the main Metroid storyline, picking up 19 years after Fusion came out. <laughs> and uh, this is a 2D Metroid game where you play once again as Samus Aran as you have to escape another planet and figure out what's going on with the Emmy robots that uh, have stopped responding and the possible ex-parasite from the Fusion game uh, is back and a lot of mysteries uh, surviving this. So uh, Steve, let's go with you. Uh, what is your experience? What'd you do? Yeah, uh, it's funny actually. Jake Stewart mentioned this in the chat room. Uh, he was watching me uh, w play this live. Uh, so the first like several hours of the game, I decided to uh, just boot up Twitch and went live with it, and just to see like maybe you know people might watch me play. And uh, yeah, it was it's it's been very fun, but uh, also frustrating at times. But at the same time, like. I mean, if you've played Metroid games before, that's that's the I feel like that's the normal thing for a Metroid game. It is very fun, but frustrating at times. And uh, and so that's my my summary of my my experience really is fun, but frustrated at times. Uh, but yeah, I feel like it's it's been um, a, a blast to, to play. It's I think they did a really good job of of creating this really cool 2D HD experience um, there. I think it looks great. Um, it has the, a, a similar old school kind of feeling, but modern. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's an intriguing storyline as well. I there's there's always like this type. When I played Metroid games in the past, I was like, I'm like kind of into the story, but not really. I just want to like conquer the next stage and, and beat the game and that sort of thing. But, uh, but this one did a really good job of drawing me into the, the story a little more. Um, but they didn't overdo it. Like that was great. It was like there, there were cutscenes, but they were short and, uh, not like Metroid other M, uh, which had giant cutscenes, which weren't necessarily bad, but this one, this game definitely fo focuses more on gameplay. Um, and uh, yeah, I think the most the frustrating parts for me this time were just you had to be so precise in some of the the boss battles, and and there'd be frequently where I'd be like, oh my gosh, I know how to beat this guy, I just messed up and it punished me, and it was so frustrating, and uh, and so like, but I know how to do it. It's not difficult. You just have to be precise in in what you do. Um, so uh, yeah, what would you think, Barry? Uh, I I loved it. I mean, I've always enjoyed the Metroid games, <clears throat> and it's been so long since we've really had a new one. Uh, Samus Returns, excellent. 
And once it was announced that Mercury Steam was doing this one as well, I had 100% confidence because I really, really did enjoy Samus Returns. And I'm with you. Like, this goes between this is fun <clears throat> and enjoyable to, oh my god, I had that. What the hell? <laughs> and what I mean by that is the exploration is great. <clears throat> when you get to the Emmy scenes, uh, sometimes there's some frustration and definitely the puzzle of defeating the Emmy because it's not just getting the the uh, Omega cannon to defeat them. It's also figuring out the perfect spot of where you need a certain amount of time to be able to shoot the, the Emmy to, to kill it. And that itself is a puzzle because some of the environments that you have to work with, it's like, oh, how do I figure it out? You're going in circles. And it's not like you're scared. It's just trying to figure out Come on, I just need a little more time. I mean, it's got to be perfect. Uh, and then, of course, some of the boss battles. Um, some of the boss battles really got me. <clears throat> I tried multiple times. And what's funny is uh, the final boss, like, the first time I went after, I'm like, oh, okay, uh, I'll try a second time. And then I went the second try, and I, I didn't do as well. And I'm like, oh, man, is this going to be one of those things? And it was at that point that I said, you know what? Instead of getting frustrated... I'm going to 100% this game. <clears throat> I'm going to go and get everything on the map before I go back to the boss. <laughs> and I thought that would be nice and calm and relaxing because here you go. It shows you blinks where, hey, there's stuff here. And then I got to the Shine Spark puzzles. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Stupid <laughs> and, and Shine for, Spark. And for those that don't know what that <laughs> is, uh, as you run when you get the booster, uh, you gain a, a, a speed boost, and if you push down, you can hold it for a short amount of time, and then when you push the B button, and then you pick a direction, you will shine spark blast in that direction. And there are certain blocks that can only be destroyed with that. So the trick is, A, finding enough room to run to get your boost, and B, being able to go from that location to where you need to do the the shine spark uh, to get whatever item. Usually it's just two missiles. And when you have like 200 and something, it's like, all right, just another two, but, but I have to get 100%. <clears throat> and some of that took me like an hour of just finally perfecting it. And I even tweeted out one of my runs when I finally did it because it's just, some of them are just so annoying. But it was satisfying to get the 100% and then go for the boss. And I think it only took me like two, two more tries to beat the final boss. And... Uh, it was it was very satisfying to get the ending and to you know then it's like oh there's all these other pictures you can unlock if you do it in hard mode or faster time and I'm like I could see those online I don't need to do that I've enjoyed the game I got 100% of the items I, I feel I've accomplished it I definitely got my money's worth uh, and it's you know just just an amazing experience overall like very well designed despite what some people are saying <laughs> david jaffe um you know the the game is is very well designed and uh it's smart you could tell mercury steam took what they learned from samus returns and they applied it here uh steve how far did you get or did you also beat it i am at the final boss so, oh, okay, cool. So that is that's the reason why I didn't get a chance to uh, check out uh, any the uh, NCT4 and Genesis Online last night. Because <laughs> uh, so I, I went, I was traveling last week and decided to, uh, and I thought I was going to be able to play like while I'm flying and traveling and everything, and just didn't find the time. Uh, and so ended up playing when I when I came back, 
and uh, really wanted the goal was to finish the game before the podcast. And uh, I stayed up really late last night and I got to the final boss and I go, you know what? I don't have the the brain capacity to face this final boss right now because it's probably going to take me several attempts and I don't want to be up to like three or four in the morning. Oh, you didn't even so, try it? So I didn't even try it, no. But I did find myself, I did, I spent some time to kind of go back and and backtracked and I didn't 100% the game at all. Um, but uh, but I did, I got as many of the extra stuff as I could except for the ones with, that involved the Shine Spark. <laughs> so I was like, nope, not even touching those. Like, I got a couple of them. Um, the couple of the ones that are easier. But the ones where you have to run across, then shoot up, then shoot across. And I was like, nope, that's not even worth my time for, like, one more bomb or one or two more missiles. Not even <laughs> worth my time. Um, but, uh, yeah, that that was that's the most frustrating, I think, the whole thing. Like, they're, the bosses are frustrating but the 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 shine spark is probably probably i think the most frustrating thing for me because i it just is you have to be so precise and i i don't think the this is where the analog stick on the switch just suffers like you just can't get that precise movement that you need to be able to hit down at the right point and then in that moment you only have a brief amount of time to like pull it off and i'll i'll hit the wrong button and mess it up every time. Um, and so I'm like, oh, what? Like, I played this game for like 13 hours, and I keep forgetting that, wait, B does that, and R does this. It's just muscle memory is not there for some whatever reason. Um, and then uh, there was something else. Oh, the parrying and and stuff. Like, I don't know why. Like, that was there in, in Samus Returns, right? They, they yes, put that in there. Um, so I didn't play Samus Returns. And so this is my first time experiencing it in a Metroid game. And, uh, yeah, I, I, it's still the timing of that. It has to be, especially on bosses, it has to be just precise and, and really precise with the Emmys. And, uh, yeah. And that's the thing that gets me almost every time is like, I'll be just destroying this boss. And then it comes time for like the finishing blow and I'll miss the parry and have to start over again. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, I didn't like that one aspect of having the parries in the final boss animations because then you had to like replay a little bit of the boss. And, and I lost like at one point, especially the first time I saw it because I wasn't expecting it. I was like, oh, yeah, I put the controller down. Like, yes. And I was like, oh, crap. You know, yep. it's like, uh, you know, it just... And, you know, I started to expect it afterwards. But like the first few, definitely, uh, they got me with that. So I agree there. Uh, it's not that I found it hard, except the Emmy. The Emmy was specifically, they said it's like 95% of the top fail rate or something like that. Yep. And I did, I did survive some Emmys, but it's, that's designed to be difficult. Yep. <clears throat> you have like a middle millisecond or whatever to, right. to hit it properly. But, you know, uh, what I found with the Shine Spark, because as I was trying this, I was obviously getting frustrating. And I, I noticed one of the big things I did was when I went to Shine Spark, I did the screw attack. I'm like, mm. son of a bitch. I don't want to do a, a screw attack here. I want to do shine spark. And that's when I came up with the foolproof strategy. When I want to shine spark, let go of the analog stick, like literally just pull my thumb back and then push and hold B. Because what would happen was when I would push B, I would be pushing just diagonally in one direction, even just a hair. Mm-hmm. And it, the game would register it as a screw attack. 
And obviously, once you're screwing a dagger, you can't you can't shine spark until you land. And at that point, ah, oh, it's over. I, I missed right. my chance. So once I took my thumb off and just hit, and then once you hold B, then moved the analog stick to whatever direction, I found shine sparking to be a hundred percent easier in that regards. Because that was my biggest thing. I just kept screw attacking. And I was like, oh, no, I don't want to screw attack here. I want yeah. to shine spark. Yeah. Uh, so if that a little advice helps hmm. you out, then great. You know, because that's, that was at least my experience. And I know yeah. other people were like, oh, it's no big deal. I could do it. No problem. Mm-hmm. And that's great. Uh, I'm happy to be able to say I did it. But do know that the shine spark puzzles, some of them involve you going to completely different rooms and, you know, kind of chaining multiple shine sparks together to get to where you need. And that's where it gets pretty ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, and But a fun. I mean, if that's the kind of thing you like figuring out, uh, then great. Uh, absolutely. There's a lot of them in there for you. And do know that if that's something you absolutely hate and you don't care about 100%ing, you don't have to do any of them. Mm-hmm. You are perfectly fine and able to beat it. And I believe all of them are for missile upgrades. I don't think any of them are for energy tanks, although I could be wrong. There might be one. Someone's going to be like, oh, there's, there's one. I'm like, all right. I feel like um, there is one or two that are. that are Not yeah. not hard ones, though. No. And, I, and that's the thing. Like You could actually probably, other than once you get it, you have to you have to do that to get out of the place that you're that you are like because every time you get an upgrade you get to you have to use that upgrade to get out um, and yeah. and progress. But pretty much beyond that, I don't even know if you have to use that ability from that point on. So yeah, if you find it yeah. difficult, you're you can use it very minimally and uh, and you can still progress and still beat the game. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Uh, Let's wrap this up, Steve. What is your recommendation from your experience playing this game? Would you recommend this game at 60 hours, or would you say wait for a sale, or how would you put it towards other Metroid games, or you know, your yeah. final thoughts? I, I think it's it's a great game. Um, I really I don't know who I would. I mean, if you're if you're just not a fan of this kind of a genre at all, then yeah, don't don't try it. But if you like Metroidvania kind of games, you love adventure, you like platform, you like action. You like the 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 puzzle aspect of those th- kind of things. If any of those th- kind of things uh, appeal to you, I'd say yeah, go for this game. I think it is it's worth um, the price. Uh, it, you know, it is it's a shorter game. It's not like you know Breath of the Wild is going to take you hundreds of hours to to beat, but there's still significant amount of of gameplay there. Um, I mean, like I said, I've, I think I've poured about 13 or 14 hours into it and I'm almost at the, the boss. I've not a hundred percent and I probably like it, maybe like 75% of, of everything collected. And, uh, and I know people are able to like fly through it. Um, but, uh, if you want to enjoy the game and explore everything, uh, there's still quite a bit of content there. So I'd say, uh, I'd say, yeah, I definitely recommend it. I'm going to echo that. I know there's some people big controversy over, oh, is this worth 60 bucks? Should this be 40 bucks? I think it's well worth $60. Like you, I, I got about 13 hours into it getting 100%. And just, just doing it at my own pace, I went a little slower. I was just enjoying the atmosphere and just enjoying the exploration and discovery. Um, but the game does encourage multiple playthroughs with uh, different you know, picture unlocks at the end. Uh, based on how fast you you beat it, and there is a harder difficulty that will unlock when you beat it the first time. And if you're a speedrunner, this is a dream game. And if you enjoy that challenge, 
This has plenty of it in spades. Uh, so in terms of your overall play experience, depends on how much you want to get out of it. But in terms of Metroid games, I think it's up there. I think it's really up there. I think Mercury Steam did a great job. I think it's phenomenal to see 2D Metroid back. I mean, you know, Metroid Fusion was the last new one back in the GBA. Uh, we had Zero Mission after that, which was a remake of one, and obviously uh, Samus Returns on the 3DS a couple of years ago. Um, but th that was a remake of two. So we haven't had a new one in like 19 years. So it's great to see that again, and especially with Metroid Prime 4 being announced. It's been over a thousand days since the announcement that they had to start over. We have no idea what the status, the, the rumored Metroid Prime trilogy, uh, just to see 2D Metroid come out of nowhere, especially on the 35th anniversary for Metroid. It's great, and, and it should be celebrated, and I think Mercury Steam did a phenomenal job. And, uh, you know, if you are interested in Metroid, I highly highly recommend you give this one a shot. Yep. Cool. Well, that's, uh, that's all of our game chat for this uh, episode. And uh, yeah, if you guys uh, have played Metroid, uh, be sure to let us know in the comments, let us know your thoughts or in the live chat as well. Um, and uh, I think one of the biggest things that uh, I had to free myself of and, and Barry, it was, uh, it was something that um, you told me, I think back when I was uh, playing through um, Torna, it was like, it's okay. It's okay to look up and figure out how to get through things. <laughs> yes. um, so I had a couple, I had a couple windows on the side, like, all right, how do I get through this area? Um, so I, I, I was not afraid to, uh, to oh. look up some game guides this time. Don't be afraid. <laughs> Don't be afraid. Just have fun with it. Yeah. And I think that's that's what kind of uh, did make it a little less frustrating because there there's some guides out there that can help you through um, for sure. And uh, then it was then it was just the frustratingness of uh, the timing and everything. But I felt so cool when I got I got the uh, the the screw tack a little early and I felt so cool. <laughs> and then I realized that I really just got it like. I don't know, 10 minutes earlier than I was supposed to. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, you got it. So it's cool. Yeah. There's a lot of sequence breaking in this game that yeah. people have been able to do. And if you're really skilled, like speedrunners, you can you can get the screw attack actually early, uh, mm -hmm. far earlier than you're supposed <laughs> to get it. So uh, yeah, you can have some fun with it. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about some news. Uh, last week, well, two weeks ago, I guess now, um, it was back on October 15th. Uh, we got a little Animal Crossing Direct, and uh, that was that was pretty exciting. We found out a lot about uh, this update that's going to be coming on November 5th. So, uh, yeah, as we're recording, it's October 26th. So uh, we're pretty much, what, a week away? Uh, almost a, almost yeah, a week away week. from uh, this version 2.0 update and uh, i'm pretty sure after seeing all these updates i felt that that is a adequate uh <laughs> numbering i guess this really does feel like a version two of animal crossing new horizons so uh let me run through quickly all the updates uh that are coming with uh, version two. And if you guys have not read about it, somehow you uh, don't know anything about it, you can head over to nintendofuse.com for a lot more details. Uh, I'm gonna just run through the the highlights real quick and then we'll discuss uh, about this, uh, this upcoming update. Uh, so Brewster's gonna be coming back, opening a cafe in the museum. And uh, that's going to have been thought about for a while. We can actually uh, get the cafe in the museum. You can also uh, take a boat trip with Captain. 
Uh, he's going to be able to uh, take you over to some remote islands and uh, get to have a mysterious uh, island encounters and, and all that sort of thing. So if you're used to Captain from uh, previous games, uh, that's coming back. Um, this whole theme is like bringing back stuff that's been in previous games, uh, along with gyroids. Gyroids are finally <laughs> coming to New Horizons. And so uh, so you can dig them up and actually uh, customize them and, and all that stuff. Uh, there's also going to be an open market on Harv's Island. And um, with that, you can contribute uh, bells to the open market and um, and have uh, other visitors like Red, Sahara, Kix uh, will have shops on that island. Uh, so you can... Uh, shop their 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 uh, stores and also um you're gonna be able to get different hairstyles from that island as well um cooking is also coming to new horizons so you can have uh some new diy recipes in the form of uh cooking and so um be able to make a lot of different dishes and also you can support your island life with uh this nook incorporated um uh group stretching yep that's right. You can now exercise in New Horizons because I know that's what you were all looking for. So, yeah, um, on top of that, you're going to be able to uh, store a ton uh, more in your home storage. I believe it's up to 5,000 items in your home storage now. <laughs> so uh, hopefully you don't run out, run out of storage anytime soon. Um, but, yeah, the group stretching. Uh, you can also enable ordinances on your island. Um, so, for instance, if you want uh, all of your island uh, inhabitants to wake up early or stay up late, you can en uh, enact different and uh, ordinances ordinances for your island as well. So, Barry, what'd you think about uh, just the update per portion of this? They, we're going to get into the DLC in just a second, which is also pretty exciting. But uh, what'd you think about uh, this update? I think you're right with the whole bringing things back. And you know, I watched this live. I watched this uh, with my wife. And she was just, every announcement was just like tears were coming down. Like, oh, my God. Like, oh. And and to me, that that was amazing. Just like I was excited for it, but I was seeing her excitement just made this over the top. But I absolutely love some of these things. Uh, Brewster, we, we've known about that for a while coming, which is great to see. Uh, I miss Captain. Captain was fantastic. Uh, I like that now it's random islands, uh, so you could meet different people there. I like that they showed Tortimer. <laughs> I don't remember what portion of it, but they definitely showed Tortimer, which a lot of people mm -hmm. thought he died, which I thought was great. Uh, the gyroids, gyroids were one of my favorite things from the original Animal Crossing. Mm -hmm. I actually created a character because you can have up to four characters. And I created a character and built up his house and filled it with nothing but gyroids. It was like my gyroid collection. <laughs> uh, so it's interesting to see them come back in new ways. And they're, they're not the same old gyroids, but it's interesting how they've changed. Uh, the open market in Harv's Island, I can see myself unlocking everything and paying for everybody to be there and then probably forgetting to show up. But I yeah, think that's, that's cool, <laughs> you know, especially for people who, who play often or want those exclusive things. And the whole uh, Reese and Cyrus uh, doing new customizations. And there's definitely, it looked, looked like maybe some older furniture from the original sets coming back, which is cool. Uh, the cooking thing, I've been collecting DIY recipes. I'm still missing a few. And now with the whole, it's like harvest moon, you know, now they grow vegetables. There's new, new vegetables to plant. So now it's like, I got to figure out a spot on my Island to make like a little 
garden, and then you know, <laughs> see how that works. So uh, that's that's certainly going to be fun. And uh, you know, the stretching thing doesn't do anything, but I like the ordinance. Uh, I like the fact that some people only get to play overnight, and some people only get to play in the morning, and to make sure that your residents are up when you're there. Um, I would like to see that happen with the shop. Because that's been my biggest, one of my biggest complaints is the fact that when you have it in the tent in the beginning, it's a 24-hour shop. But once it upgrades to the, to the building, now it closes at 10 o'clock. And it's like, well, what the heck? Why did, it's like a downgrade. <laughs> yeah. It's a downgrade. So I, I don't know if this will affect the shop or what, but I wish the shop would be 24 hours. It just would, would be kind of helpful. Uh, what saddens me is that despite this being a 2.0 update, they didn't do a lot of easy quality of life stuff that people have been asking for forever. Like the ability to craft with items that are in your storage so you don't have to pull them out. You have them in your storage, just be able to instant craft. Mm. Uh, be able to tell you how many items you have on you when you pick up something. Like a, you know, 25 of 50 or whatever, 25 mm -hmm. of 40. So you know how many spaces you have before. And so you don't get that message, oh, my bags are full. Mm -hmm. uh, the ability to skip messages when you've seen them a hundred times. Like, I don't need to know what grade the sea bass would get by the right. hundredth time I've caught the sea bass. <laughs> Just let me skip those messages. First time, sure. But then after that, let me skip them. Uh, you know, things like that. Being able to target where you are when you're digging so you can see, so you don't accidentally dig up something. Mm -hmm. One of the things I would kill for, and I, I don't know why they don't do this, is you have the island decoration app where you, where you get the hat. Make it so that you can only, and give it people that early. They don't have to get terraforming early, but make it so that you can only affect your island customize, the customization of your island if you have that on. Mm. So you don't go, oh, look, I just knocked down a, 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 an apple. Let me go pick it up. Oh, I just picked up my fence. Hold on, now I gotta go equip the fence and go repair it because I wanted to pick up this apple. I don't know it how happens many times that's happened. <laughs> yeah, or you accidentally kick up a, a, like a an image you put on the ground, or you know, because anyone can do that. Like mm -hmm. it happens more times than not. And the more you play, the more chance it is to happen. Mm -hmm. So to to make it so you can only do that if you're in customization mode. Uh, I think would be a huge help because then you don't have to worry about it. You can literally run around pushing Y the whole time and mm -hmm. you never have to worry. Yeah. Um, to me, that that would be the big. If they did nothing else but they did that, mm. that would be the biggest custom or the biggest uh, quality of life. Mm -hmm. I would love to see. Yeah. And the fact that they stated there's no more updates after this means that's never happening. And and to me, that's a shame because it's. I'm sure Nintendo players like like the people on the staff had to accidentally pick up things before yeah. or you know that that's had to happen to them did yeah. no one say maybe we should stop this yeah. maybe we should prevent this i don't know if the if that the terraforming thing didn't happen you know that that's on the game i can see that but you already have the hat on the construction make they get a mode yeah. yeah that's true and i do like they are Sorry, let me say also on top of that, I think the ability to to craft multiple items at a time yes. would have been fantastic yes. if that if they added that. Um, oh yeah. But they did they did add a couple things. I mean, they added uh also the ability to um put a, a ladder anywhere. Yes. So that's that's kind of cool. So it's like they're not they are thinking that direction with quality of life kind of stuff. Um, but I wonder if like they said it's the last major update. 
could they yeah. still do smaller patches for quality of life kind of stuff? Do you think they're so. think we're actually going to see stuff, or do you think it's done altogether? I think it depends on the sales. Um, I, it all depends on if the sales jump. If the sales don't jump, if the expansion doesn't sell as well, um, then probably not because the reason I think they said the last major update is my guess is they're already working on a Switch 2, whether it's Switch Pro, Switch 2, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's being worked on. You know, they, they usually start working on the next console after one launches. This is just historic. That's just what they do. They're probably thinking, all right, Animal Crossing New Horizons sold over 30 million on the Switch. If we're doing a Switch 2, which most likely they would be, why wouldn't they? Uh, we should probably start thinking about an Animal Crossing game for that. So that's my guess is this is the last hurrah, and then they're going to move on to the Switch 2 version of a new Animal Crossing. Just a guess. I could be wrong, but I would like to see those little things. I know they did other things like they allowed you to get more uh, more, more uh, ladder, not ladders, the ramps and bridges. You can mm. get like two extra ones of those, which is great. That's absolutely wonderful quality of life stuff. But there's so many simple things. I know you mentioned, I didn't even mention it, the, the multiple items when you need like fish bait and you got to do a hundred things in the world. And I don't know why clams don't even stack, but you know, <laughs> how about, how about the ability to store extra DIY recipes or, or make them so you could put them in a list and let people come over and browse to your list and say, Oh, this is what I want. Uh, something like that. There's so many things they could do. It's just, they don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's, it's kind of like they like, I don't know, like, they they still want to keep it in this for the lack of a better term game world like and and so many of us would like it to be more than a game if that makes sense um but they're like no it's just animal crossing but we're like no it could be so much more if you just put some other something in this it could be animal crossing plus like we could actually do more i mean not that we would actually do this but you know we could live in that world a little bit more if you added some extra stuff in there um but uh but yeah not so much but they did they are adding some extra stuff uh because we are getting a dlc uh paid dlc update uh, as well that i believe uh did they give us a uh an the actual fifth. the fifth that's also coming out the on, same, on the same. fifth so also coming out that day for twenty four ninety nine uh, U.S. dollars, you can get an expansion uh, pass for uh, for this uh, game called Happy Home Paradise, which is uh, I think essentially Happy Home uh, Designer two point um, And so it's kind of brought into the game, and uh, it's going to allow you to work with Lottie as a member of the Paradise planning team. So you get a job, uh, and uh, you're going to be you know essentially creating uh vacation homes like the uh ideal vacation homes for for other uh residents uh designing those homes for them making and remodeling uh roommate recommendations all this stuff basically you're you're working uh and you're going to be able to um unlock a bunch of stuff but also make money through uh through this other uh make more bells uh if if you will uh through this uh additional um job that you're able to to have you're also going to be able to design sorry, design, uh, facilities. Um, so other vacant buildings on the islands, you can, uh, turn them into, uh, different things like schools or restaurants or cafes. Uh, you can, 
get inspiration from the Happy Home Network. So uh, you can be able to share photos and uh, different things of different homes that people have created and kind of inspire each other. Uh, you can use your Amiibo, uh, either the Amiibo figures or the Amiibo cards to invite more clients or more animals to the to your um, your island there to uh, design their homes and their vacation islands and everything. And also uh, then you can bring all of that stuff that you do in, in that section of the game over to your main island as well and uh, use that uh, to kind of spruce up your your main island and your home and everything as well. So yeah, twenty four ninety nine. And uh, if you enjoy it, if you uh, you enjoy Animal Crossing, but you're like, ah, that seems like too much, uh, they did announce that you can actually get this for free or get access to it for free if you become a Nintendo Online Expansion Pack uh, member. So we'll talk about the Expansion Pack in just a second, but one of the things included in that um, is the uh, as access to this this DLC for Animal Crossing. Um, they did say as well that uh, if, uh, if you do cancel your expansion pack membership, you can still have access to everything you've gotten up at that point. You just can't go back to the island and work anymore until you start paying again. So you have two options. You can either get the expansion pack for Nintendo Switch Online, or you can pay uh, just right up front for $24.99 and get access to the, the DLC on November 5th. So Barry, uh, I know you got the expansion pack already, So, uh, but are were you excited about this DLC? Is this something that you were looking for in Animal Crossing? Um, this is something that I think was more for my wife since she, she, I mean, like, I like designing too, but she really enjoys designing and she, she gets really involved with like the characters and it's like, oh, I can invite them over and I, you can do stuff for them and figure things out. And I, I, I enjoyed their, like the wedding events. You had to do that make the different wedding chapels, uh, you know, when, when that was happening in June, uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was you know, for like the first time it was cool. And then by like the third day or fourth day of doing it, I was just like throwing things here or there just to get my points. So I'll see. I mean, I'll give it a shot. Uh, one thing they show in the trailer is the ability to have the camera go straight down. I would kill for that on the island when you're terraforming. That would be amazing. <laughs> so I don't know if that's something we could bring over because I absolutely would bring that <laughs> over. <laughs> But, um, I mean, it's interesting. I agree. It's Happy Home Designer 2.0 in the same sense that that was to New Leaf as this is to New Horizons, except Happy Home Designer was its own game, its own standalone game. And this is kind of its own standalone game, too, just nestled into New Horizons. Uh, I think it's fine. I think it's fun. I think there's enough content to justify the cost. I think this is for the hardcore Animal Crossing players, not so much the casual players. But uh, it's there. It's more content. I mean, sorry that that was just really funny. That we've we have hardcore Animal Crossing fans. We <laughs> do casual, and it's really it's tr so true. It was just funny hearing it. <laughs> it is. You know, there are people who I have to have every furniture and every color, and I even tried to do that for a while. I started playing that way. Uh, you know, everything in my catalog, and and uh, you know, I got to a certain point where I was like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> I can't, I can't do it. There's other games I want to play now. But yeah, that you could do super hardcore. I know people who have, who will do an island up, and then they'll terraform it down and restart, and they'll do like they're on the eighth island version. I I wow. did mine, and I was like, I'm happy now. This is good. But people enjoy decorating. People enjoy designing. There's a whole community behind it. There's all the custom patterns, and now you could use even more custom patterns. So I think this is going to be great. 
Uh, what's funny is a lot of the stuff, they're like, oh, you could decorate a school. You could decorate a doctor's office. I built those on my island. Like, I actually have a doctor's office. I have a school. I designed those from scratch, you know, using what I had on the island. It was like, oh, okay. You know, they're, they're just giving everybody what I've already done last year. You know, it's okay. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it's fun. Will I dabble in it? Yes. Will I spend hundreds of hours into it? I highly doubt it. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm with you. Uh, I I totally agree, and and I love that it came with the expansion pack because I yeah. don't think I would have bought it um, on its own. I'm like twenty five extra dollars for a game that I don't touch anymore. Um, no, but but the fact that it came with the expansion pack, I'm like sure I'll try it for a year as I as I pay my annual subscription, and I may try it a few times and may go on or. Who knows? Maybe I'll be addicted to it. <laughs> we'll, we'll see <laughs> in a couple months uh, uh, where I am with it. But I'm anticipating barely touching it and kind of checking it out and, and then moving on. Um, I never played uh, Happy Home Designer um, or any of that. And so, like, I, I just, yeah, um, not my kind of thing. But it's cool for people that are because, like, clearly there is a market for it. Uh, absolutely. And so, um, yeah, I'm interested to see what you can bring over. Um, they say like that sort of thing. So like, is it also, you know, the features like you're talking about, or is it, a, is it, uh, you know, things that you create and you're able to bring that over or buy there and stuff like that? Is it just that, or is it also, uh, some extra stuff like that? Cause maybe That'd you get good. your, your wish of your, uh, you know, if you have your construction hat on, that would, that would be worth it, man. Be cool. That's yeah. a, <laughs> the, uh, there's also was snuck in there. It wasn't actually part of the presentation, but they revealed it afterwards in, uh, via Twitter. Uh, is that there's another set of Animal Crossing Amiibo, mm. a fifth series of 48 cards, and they've since got, apparently they went up on Walmart and sold out uh, with a limit of one per person, and they went up on Best Buy with a limit of three per person and sold out. And it's like, you want us to get a whole set, but then you're only giving retailers enough that they limit it to one to three. This isn't going to work. Like, come on, Nintendo. You, you, you have the hardcore Animal Crossing. Produce enough so that we could at least get a full set or attempt to get a full set. <laughs> yeah. Or just let us buy a set. But no, we have to use these cards and random stuff and RNG and all that. So, yeah, uh, that didn't exactly make me happy because now I've got to go Amiibo hunting again. <laughs> I don't own any of the uh, Amiibo cards. Yeah. Honestly, they're great for this because it's like yeah. a shopping catalog. It's yeah. like, who do I want in my village? I like I like the concept of it. It's it's so much easier than you know having to go grab an uh you know an actual figure and all that stuff and and having to have all those like you just have the cards of them. I like the concept, but yeah, I just haven't went after them. Um, sometimes because they're hard to find. Sometimes, so I decided you know life's too short. <laughs> <laughs> life's too short gotta collect amiibo though <laughs> uh well let's move on and uh talk about the other uh announcement that kind of uh kind of sl- basically kind of shadow dropped right under the uh the animal crossing uh, uh updates uh last week and as we mentioned uh expansion pass um does include animal crossing uh that that DLC for Animal Crossing access to that, uh, but we also got the pricing for it and uh, and all that stuff. So, yeah, it's uh, actually launched last night, so October twenty fifth. Um, it's uh, kind of came in later in the day, I believe, uh, through a thirteen point one update on your Switch, and uh, includes the N sixty four games that we talked about before. 
uh, and also the Sega Genesis games. And as we have said, the Animal Crossing New Horizons Happy Home Paradise. So all three of those things are included in uh, the expansion pack. And then they released the pricing and none of us were correct in our uh, guesses. <laughs> but uh, you can get one month of the expansion pass uh, expansion pack, sorry, uh, for three nine. Sorry, this is the the basic price. So the basic pricing that uh, we've had for a while is one month for three ninety nine, three months for seven ninety nine, or twelve months for nineteen ninety nine. So pretty cheap, and that includes everything before, like the NES, SNES, uh, playing online, the the mobile app, um, all the the other benefits, cloud everything, saves. Uh, cloud saves. Yeah. So all that is included. But if you want the expansion pack to get all three of those the Genesis games, NC4 games, and the uh, Animal Crossing DLC. It's going to be $49.99 for 12 months for a single-person membership. And then uh, if you want to get the family uh, up, uh, plan, which includes up to eight different accounts, um, it's going to jump from $34.99 for their standard one to $79.99 for the expansion pack on top of that. So that's not additional. That's like a total price. So it's not 80 bucks on top of your 35. It's like a total of, of $79.99. So pricing, uh, is out there. Uh, as you probably already figured out, um, Barry and I have both upgraded already. Um, so did that last night. I think it was an extra, 33 bucks or something because uh, they prorate it based on what you've already paid for your your existing membership and then they add an additional year on top of that so it was, it was 33 bucks for me to upgrade um, for another year so instead of the $50 it you know gave me the, the excess um, you're on a family plan right yeah yeah and so plan. you did the same thing I, um, ironically mine mine was going to expire on 11 four. Uh, so literally next week it was going to expire and auto renew. So my pro rate was like 90 cents. Nice. I saved 90 cents. <laughs> nice. Nice. So, uh, so yeah, what do you, what do you think about, uh, the expansion pack so far? Uh, let, let's talk pricing first and then we'll talk about <laughs> your experience, uh, with the, uh, the 64 and Genesis games, um, a little bit more, but, uh, what do you think about that pricing? Well, I know a lot of people don't like the pricing. A lot of people hate the pricing. It's downvoted. People are angry. People are calling Nintendo out. And here's my take. Is the pricing higher than I expected? Yes. I called it 10 to 20 bucks. I was wrong. It's 30 bucks uh, for, the, for the single. It's 45 for the family. Uh, do I think that pricing is good? That all depends on what you're going to get out of it. If you're going to play the N64 games, if you're going to play the Genesis games, probably. Uh, especially if you want to play games like Musha, where you're talking, you know, thousand dollars for a physical card. And yes, you could do a legal emulation, but we're talking, you know, legit. Um, you're getting a lot of good games, and you're getting online multiplayer. And I think that a lot of people are forgetting that, like Mario Kart 64, you can play online now. You know, that's really cool. Uh, if you're going to play Animal Crossing and you're going to play the DLC, then it's it's a no-brainer. It's a hundred percent worth it. Uh, if you're if you're single, you know, single plan, and you're going to definitely pay the twenty-five dollars, you might as well pay an extra five for the year 
and see if you like it. And you know what? If you really don't like it and you still want to play Animal Crossing, you buy it again afterwards. But at least you give it a shot. And if, if in a year from now you're not even playing Animal Crossing, then you know what? You, you got your money's worth because you would have played the same amount if you spent the 25 bucks to begin with. And you got five, you got all the, the N64 and the um, Genesis games for 5 bucks. Uh, with, a, with a family plan, two or more, especially with multiple Animal Crossing players, it's hands down worth it. If two people, two people buy the Animal Crossing DLC, that's fifty dollars. So, like, if my wife and I both bought it, it's fifty dollars, or it's forty-five dollars for us to upgrade for the year. So we actually save five dollars, and we get the N64 and the Genesis games. It's a no-brainer. And in a year from now, the odds are I probably won't be playing Animal Crossing. So. For me, it's fine. DLC aren't—you don't own them anyways. You own the, it's like a digital game. You don't really own the games or the DLC. It's 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 like renting. Mm-hmm. Um, if my wife is still playing it, then it, she gets to continue for another year. She's having fun. Um, that's the way I look at it. Um, I'll go into more thoughts after. But what are your thoughts on the pricing? Yeah, it, it's definitely higher than I expected it to be. But I think at forty nine ninety nine. For, for a single person, I mean, that's it's right at the same price that Microsoft and Sony used to be for their regular um, uh, online membership. The The only thing is, like, even at 50 bucks, they gave you free games, like, on top of that. And now at $60, they're still giving you free games for, for Xbox and, and PlayStation. And I, I just don't know if the value is there for for nintendo like having access to a library of retro games is great but you know like it'd be cool if you threw in maybe an extra you know a a free regular game like a modern game or somewhat modern game as well um like i think that's that's the added bonus that's why i continue my microsoft uh my xbox live uh, membership is because i get three free games a month um for for that membership and so like I think, you know, it, it's, I don't think it's too high, but I would have, pref- I, I prefer more value for that cost. Um, I, I think I, I was hoping for something like thirty nine ninety nine is is where I was hoping it would land. So I'm not, I'm not happy about it, but I'm not upset about that pricing. It's nothing that's going to make me go, oh my gosh, like, I'm not paying that. That's, that's ridiculous. Clearly I've already upgraded. <laughs> so um, I'm not too thrilled about it but in the whole scheme of things it's $50 a year it's not it's not $50 a month so yeah. I was I was okay with it but I, w- I would have preferred 40 <clears throat> oh I hands down don't get me wrong I absolutely would prefer it cheaper like I said I called 10 bucks 20 bucks max so I was wrong and, and I would have preferred to be right uh it's one of those things where you really have to depend on, like I said, the value. And it also depends on what Nintendo does going forward. So this is right. what I see. Right. And I could be wrong, but I really hope I'm right. I do think there's going to be more consoles added to the expansion pack. I do there's... not think there will be any more consoles added to the base membership. Yeah, yeah. There's, I there do... has been some data mining, supposedly, yes. and already finding one, so... Yeah. <clears throat> so, so I do, I do think there will be new NES and SNES games. I don't know how often they'll trickle out, but I do not think you'll get any more free consoles or, or, or consoles included in the lower tier. What I do want to see Nintendo do, in addition to adding new consoles and new games for said consoles, is 
new first-party DLC, make it available included in your membership. So make the Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity DLC, like make that included. Make Smash Brothers characters included. Make, you know, going forward, any new DLC that comes out, kind of like this year with HBO Max, all the new Warner Brothers movies that went to theaters also went to HBO Max. All the new first person, first, first party DLC, and maybe some third party DLC as well included. So right now at $30 a year extra or $45 extra a year, it might not be worth it. But going forward, that value is only going to increase as long as the price doesn't increase. And if that's the case, I'm okay with it because I think that's really cool because then a lot of people may be like, well, I don't really want to pay for the DLC, but uh, since it's included, I might as well check it out. You said mm -hmm. the same thing about Animal Crossing. You know, I'm in the same boat. So I want to see that going forward and I want to see them start adding older DLC. Hey, you didn't get Breath of the Wild expansion pack. Well, we're going to, we're going to throw this in there. Maybe bring go back to Breath of the Wild. And for, if you're a new player, Hey, cool. You know, maybe I'll jump in now. I'll do it with Smash. Do it with Splatoon 2. Do it with, you know, Mario Kart or, or, or any of the other DLC. Mario Kart, I don't think Mario Kart actually had any paid. Um, but no. any, 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 you know, DLC like that, I want to see them do that. And, and again, get some third parties in there. Get some third parties I want in there. You know, if you look at the attach rate of a game and say, well, shoot, the attach rate is like 2% on this DLC. Well, what if we include it in the Nintendo Switch Online? Maybe it won't be a value for a lot of people, but maybe it'll be a value for some. And if it doesn't increase the price, then great, add it on. And that's what I want to see. And if, if it doesn't improve, if, if this is the only DLC and they're banking on Animal Crossing and then we just get a couple new systems, I'm going to be upset because this Animal Crossing set a precedence as far as I'm concerned. Mm. First party DLC included. Make it happen. Yeah. I I would love that as well. And I think that's it's weird like because Animal Crossing is already it's not a brand new game. You know, we're getting 2.0 update but and this brand new but DLC. But the DLC is but, brand new. Right, but like that's going to be old after a while. And so like come late 2022 or 2023 like if that's still the same benefit that I get for being an expansion pack member, I'm like no, I I stopped playing that game long ago. Like if I'm only all I'm getting is in 64 and Genesis, eh, especially if it's only the same, you know, 20 games they told us about, that's it. Um, I'm going to stop that expansion pack uh, membership. Yeah, they, they need to keep it going somehow. I love that idea. I would have never thought that was possible, maybe because I just don't know about programming and, and don't know how to make that happen. But I love the fact that like you can do that. Clearly, they've they've set that precedent to go, hey, you know what? If you get this, you have access to this. And if you stop paying we take away your access, I go, hmm, what other games can you do that for then? Because I'd love to be able to, uh, yeah, there's several games that, you know, that it is like the old DLC that I never checked out. But if you give it to me for free, yeah, I'll, I'll check it out for sure. Exactly. So I love, I love that idea. I want to see it. Yeah. And you'd mentioned about like Xbox giving you games free. They used to actually give you the digital versions free, but now uh, if you stop Xbox Live, you lose those games. So... Do you really? Game. Yeah, they changed. They pulled it. a Sony on us. Hmm. Yep. So that is another factor, and that's another thing that sucks. It uh, is, but at the same time, it suckers you into paying another membership. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it does. And they will be adding new games. They showed new N64 games mm -hmm. that they confirmed are coming. So yeah, 
So we know yeah. they're going to be adding more games, and they did state new NES and SNES games would be coming. Mm-hmm. So maybe Jakester will finally get his Earthbound. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, What's and- weird is that Sonic 2 is included. And the only reason I say it's weird is because we are getting the Sonic Origins collection. Mm. Uh, usually, yeah, but, like... Um, yeah, that's true. Maybe it's, an, it's a future one, or maybe they're like, you know what, we stick Sonic 1 on everything. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe it's because it's Sega. They're like, oh, you know, whatever. We'll yeah. let you. Yeah. I hope they as well that they use this extra money to make the online experience yes. better. That's that's uh, the biggest thing. In the chat, Kevin Wallace has said that he's seen horrible, terrible online play from Mario Kart 64 with choppy gameplay. Mm. And that that saddens me. Like I'm not a big online player, but you know, it would be kind of cool to like go you know call up my high school friends and be like hey you want to have an old game night you know yeah. and and do do play like high school again with n64 games yeah so hopefully they do fix that yeah i hope so too and i think that so i mentioned uh having some friends over and want to do a mario kart night um all of those guys like had been like they hadn't played much of the new versions of mario kart um a couple of them had not touched mario kart since 64 and they were really hoping to come over and play 64 and i had to break it to them that i actually don't have a copy of in uh, mario kart 64 for um at a cartridge on it I, I don't know what happened to it i'm almost certain that i owned it at some point and then it's no longer with me um but the only cop the the only version i have is the wii virtual console version that i could pull up my wii u for but it was like are you guys okay with just playing deluxe um but now we could uh we can boot it up there and and one of them the the couples actually has a switch so we could just play it across town and they don't even have to come over there you um, go that is if it, if the online works well <laughs> uh which i had also heard of that uh heard of that kevin i heard i saw some some gameplay and and heard that it's kind of choppy um which is really unfortunate in some games that require some precise movements like mario tennis and mario kart and things like that um if you have some lag that kind of becomes really unfortunate and i <laughs> and i did see that like some of the games like the the ports are not as good as some of the previous times they ported it over so that's kind of weird um all i did was boot it up and i looked at the cartridges checked out the menu system and then i or the the screenshots and checked out the menu system and then moved over to the the genesis one did the same thing and then i went to bed because it was already like two in the morning and i was playing metroid metroid for really too late um so your experience barry what what was it like uh playing uh playing those games uh you know mario tennis was fine uh, the biggest thing was, you know, figuring out what button was what, because I just jumped in and obviously I'm using a pro controller, uh, for an N64 game. <laughs> so, you know, I don't remember if the C buttons did anything. I wasn't sure what, what those are mapped to. So I just, I figured, found two of the, the serves and, uh, two of the different hits, the, the lob and the, uh, I forget what the other one was called, but I'm like, I'm just going to stick with this. And, and I wound up winning, but I also, you know, it, it was just, it played fine. I mean, a single player. It was, I mean, I didn't go through and check with the the video and all that, but like the blurry textures were there. I don't know if they really cleared that up at all, but it was just kind of weird, like looking back and, you know, it was Waluigi's first appearance. So it was kind of cool to, to go back into that again. Uh, and then Genesis, like I said, I just did Musha, but it played absolutely fine. No, no problem. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I've heard some some things about delayed inputs. Um, I know Game Explain did a, a quick thing on like just testing it, and it was like barely, uh, you know, off compared to the original game. 
Um, so I, I, I hear that that's a little bit of an issue. Um, some people just say there's there's delayed inputs on the switch altogether. Um, there's a little bit too much lag uh, from controller anyway. Um, so maybe it's just a, a product of the fact that you know, the controller lag on switches is not where it needs to be uh, overall. And just you're you're noticing it more um, for whatever reason at this point. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess if you're not playing any games that require like, you know, that kind of precision, then it's okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, to checking it out. I mean, now that I have it and uh, yeah, maybe we'll, maybe we'll get a chance to uh, play some Mario Kart 64 online. Something that I never, yeah, never in my mind, my wildest mind would ever have ex- like expected myself to say to you, Barry, <laughs> we can play Mario Kart 64 online against we each other. <laughs> Jake just says he's also seen delayed inputs on Twitter, as has Jared has had some delayed inputs as well. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, that wasn't the only news over the last few weeks. Uh, East Asia Soft keeps pumping out more games and uh, <laughs> their biggest showcase. So, Barry, how about you walk through all these announcements and uh, tell us what East Asia Soft showed off? Uh, yeah, so they had a fall showcase uh, the other week. Uh, which they've been doing now like every quarter. Uh, and East Asia Soft puts out some really fun games. A lot of them we've done in game chats. Uh, they've been you know, very generous with their codes, which has been awesome. And uh, a lot of them do go physically exclusively on playasia.com. So if you are a physical collector like me, uh, go over there. Uh, so they showed off a couple games uh, right at the start, uh, including The Letter, which is a horror visual novel. And that one does have a physical uh, that, that is available for pre-order right now at PlayAsia. Uh, Hiroshio Goes Snowboarding, Rick Henderson, uh, Demonica Everlasting Night, and Breakneck City. Those were, they, they came out with those, and here, here are some. These ones are, uh, I don't, I don't think they all have dates right now. I think that those ones all are happening a little bit later. But then they were, since it's the fall showcase, they wanted to talk about stuff for the fall. Uh, so they started with uh, Mortis Temporis, which is out October 13th, so that's already out in, in Europe, North America, and 14th Japan, so that one's already out. Uh, Waifu Discovered 2 Medieval Fantasy, which came out October 14th, so that one's also out at this time. Crazy Gravity, uh, which is out October 20th, so that one's also out. Uh, so then starting with Lucid City, comes out October 27th. Uh, Bobble Hentai, which comes out October 28th. Uh, Pretty Girls Panic Plus, which is coming out uh, November 4th. Uh, 890B comes out November 10th. Venus Improbable Dream comes out November 12th. uh, Masto is Together, which was an interesting looking one, uh, comes out November 17th. One I found the most interesting is a game called 20 Ladies, which comes out November 19th in Europe and North America for the Switch. But if you're not a Switch owner, first off, thank you for listening, but you should probably get a Switch. (laughs) But if you do have a PlayStation 4, you instead get 20 bunnies because that one is like a puzzle platformer where you've got to rescue 20 ladies every level. But I guess that's too risque for Sony's adult audiences. And instead, (laughs) they have to rescue 20 bunnies. Uh, I just find that to be so funny because usually it's the other way around, and now it's not. Now Nintendo is allowing more risque stuff. And it's not even, like, really risque. It's cartoon, you know, 
girls. Um, so yeah, that I thought was really interesting. Uh, Drizzlepath Deja Vu comes out November 24th, and then they ended with a game called Wife Quest. So there's a, some really Japanese games in this. You know, it definitely uh, has that Asian flair. Uh, but it's not just games like that. There's platformers and puzzle games and shmups and a bunch of really cool stuff. And, and if you're watching the uh, video, you're actually getting to watch some of the direct. It's not a long direct. I do recommend uh, that you go check it out because they do have some really quirky and cool stuff. Uh, and the, the stuff is usually very inexpensive and uh so you know just some of the stuff has just been amazing and they're all different developers and a lot of them use like retro style uh, like you're seeing on, on the screen right now demonic is coming out and it's a you know it's a 2d you know action beat em up and the style is just really really cool it's got like almost like 16 bit but with 32 bit style into it and it just it looks like a lot of fun, and, and you know maybe one day I'll get to, to play it and check it out. But Steve, I know you got to watch this. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on this presentation? Yeah, I think, um, I think it's, it's increasingly... <laughs> I'm finding myself that I, I feel, for the most part, I don't, I don't find myself a fan of a lot of the stuff that East Asia Soft puts out. Um, that doesn't mean that I think it's bad. Um, I just like, it's not my thing for the most part, but I do like that I'm seeing them branch out beyond what, what was like their typical lane, um, which was like the, the visual novels and stuff like that. And like, we saw a lot of that from them and now we are seeing some beat em ups and some shmups and things like that. So that's, that's exciting. Um, I think for me, like, to get really excited about what they're doing, like those need to go like to the next level. Um, like crisis wing was, you know, not so great. And so, um, it'd be great to like, you know, get the, the quality up there, but I love that they keep expanding it. Um, a lot of the games, like they, they push some envelopes that I'm just not like, I don't really, uh, that doesn't excite me, um, to, uh, see scantily clad women. I, I just give me a regular puzzle game. Um, I don't need to see a, cartoony you know girl in a bikini um but uh for people that like that they, they've got tons of them coming out um and uh the one game that that stood out to me i i, I wasn't expecting it totally surprised me um was horatio goes snowboarding um <laughs> it it looks so much fun and uh it looks it's like a combination between this like frogger kind of game and ski free yeah. Yeah, like that's <laughs> like that's beautiful and it looks cool it looks fun like it's a uh, it's not like i i think i've gotten tired of the the retro uh design lately i'm just like because everybody went retro and i think i just got burned out on like oh look someone else is developing a game that looks like it was made for the ncs or the the snes but um but Horatio Ghost Snowboarding is like a little bit more modern. It's not like re super realistic, but it's still, you know, got a little more modern look to it. And uh, yeah, Frogger and Ski Free combined, sign me up <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so, yeah, I agree. When I saw that one, that one was like, whoa, that's totally, you know, not what I was expecting at all. Uh, you know, a lot of them, like Demonica, like I love that style. I, I'm not tired of retro. Um, the Breakneck City, um, I like that it's it's like 2D style, but it's also 3D. 
And it kind of reminds me of like 3D dot game hero in this, that visual style where it was like, these are cube people. These look like they took 8-bit sprites and just literally made them 3D. And that was great. And I, I love the, the, them doing that and really exploring with what they can do. Uh, you know, I'm with you. You know, a lot of it is the Asian flair and, and Asians are very, uh, you know, they're, they're driven by sex. They're, they're just very a sexual culture. Uh, and so... They will absolutely do things. It's interesting titles like The Wife Who Discovered 2 is only on the Switch. Like, no other ones, you know, did actually, uh, no other systems got that. And, and that's something that's unique about this presentation is that every title shown off was on the Switch. And some were only on the Switch. And that's something you don't usually see outside of a Nintendo Direct. Usually you'll see some PlayStation only, some Xbox only, or, or PlayStation and Xbox, or and not see switch titles and uh it's interesting to to see that and like they're showing the, the right now on the screen is the, the gravity game uh, i love that idea like like that that type of puzzle platformer uh is really an interesting concept you know and growing up uh, crazy gravity um growing up like with Mega Man 5 and gravity man stage you know that was a that was a real big element to it and i was like okay that's kind of cool. And that's the first time I really experienced something like that. So to see a whole game designed by that, where you don't really have time to stop, it was like, whoa, this is really, like, that looks really like a lot of fun. Uh, will it be game of the year? I can't say, but it does look uh, very interesting. And I like that. I like when developers are given the freedom to think outside the box. Because a lot of times people come up with some crazy ideas and not every publisher is going to, to give them the green light, you know. And then if they're going to give the green light, how many of them are lost uh, into the void on, uh, on the eShop or, or the Steam store or whatever? There's so many games. We go through the list every single, uh, every single episode, and we talk about it, and there's just tons of games that just get lost in the shuffle. So A, it's great that, that you know, you have publishers like this that are giving titles a chance, but also going above and beyond, in my opinion, to do showcases like this, to bring attention. Because I guarantee that if they didn't do this, we wouldn't have any idea about 90% of these games. Nope. Even the letter, the only reason I knew about that prior to was because they did a physical and I do purchase their physicals. And I knew nothing about it when I bought, the, bought it because as a collector, I just got it. And then I saw this and I was like, that looks fantastic. I love visual novels. I like horror visual novels. I'm not a horror game fan, but I love horror game novels, like the visual novels. And that, that looks awesome. And I can't wait for it to come out because I, I do plan, whether I do or not is a different story, but I do plan to play it. You know, the game that's showing on right now is Quicks. It's, you know, a game that I've, I grew up with, but it's Quicks with, with half-naked women. <laughs> and it's on the Switch. <laughs> so if, if, you, if you don't mind that, I mean, you're getting Quicks. It's cool. Uh, it's an old concept with a definite Japanese uh, flair. But it, it's interesting to see that coming on Nintendo. I mean, you would never think Nintendo with a game like that. Like, oh, never. This is not going to happen. But, you know, right now, 890, you know, 890B is shown. And this is a very different style game than what we just saw. In the, like you were yep. talking about, Steve, they're definitely branching out. You know, little puzzles they're showing, like Sokoban, that's old school. But the game is very stylistically different. It's very modern almost. You know, it's, it's like the PlayStation, I guess, Saturn N64 style 
era of 3D, but smoother. You don't have those rough polygons. And it's cool that they're they're branching out into these cool little things. And and mm-hmm. a lot of you know, like I said, all these games are are available on the Switch, which yeah. is fantastic. And and definitely the one that that just gets me is the the 20 20 ladies because they, they had to make a censored version specifically <laughs> for, for the PS4. And it's not even a risque looking game. It's, it's not nothing that I, I would let my kid play it. You know, it, it does <laughs> nothing really like, Oh my God. Yeah. It's, it's weird to, to think that, that that's the case. And, uh, yeah, they were in that. And I and I love what you're saying about East Asia Soft. I love I really love that they keep doing these showcases because we do. We find out about games. If if Horatio Goes Snowboarding just came out as a regular, you know, the developer puts out their own uh trailer out there, maybe I'll hear about it. Maybe we'll get a press release about it. But a showcase like this shows it off um as it's designed to. And now we're talking about it. And before it probably would have totally you know, just uh slid under the radar. And um, and I think that's the case with with a lot of these games, um, which is which is really cool. So, I mean, I think great props to to them being a, a cool developer that is showing off some some high quality indie games that uh, normally would not get any time of day at all. Absolutely. And uh, like I said, if, if any of these interest you, you know, they're co- a lot of them are coming out soon. Uh, and uh, who knows? You know, like I said, they've they've been extremely nice with uh, with codes. You know, we've had a couple game chats with East Asia Soft Games, uh, and you know, some of them we saw at previous, uh, like the previous uh, summer showcase. You know, we saw like Trigger Witch was there, Crisis Wing was there, uh, you know, and and uh, Macrotus was there. And and are they all winners? No, I mean, there's there's no no company was going to guarantee everything, especially as a, 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 a you're talking about a publisher. These are all different developers, so everyone's developed by a different company, but. Uh, but it's nice to see them come up. Oh, now now we have 20 ladies and bunnies on the screen. So now anyone <laughs> that's watching can see what I'm talking about, that the ladies are there, – there's nothing there. There's nothing wrong there. I mean, I, I guess that it's funny that they have to censor that, that little tiny image mm-hmm. uh, for, for Sony it's like uh, because it's like – it's like Super Meat Boy. You're a block. Yeah. I mean, and it, and the ladies. I mean, you there. There's the when you beat it, you got to see a, a more detail. That's about the closest thing you're gonna see. That's bad. Uh, and even that, it's bad in, in quotes. Everything else, it's it's fine. Mm-hmm. But it, it's just funny that they have to do the bunny version uh, <laughs> for 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 PlayStation. Yeah. Uh, it's it's just hilarious. I don't know. But yeah, like you, like you said, like to to. Let them get these games out there. Uh, let them be seen. Let, you know, I think that's great. I think I think there's a lot to them, and and the fact that they work with uh, PlayAsia to get physical releases out, and because the Switch is region free, they're all in English and they are playable. So if you are a, a physical collector or you prefer your games physical, first off, good on you. Second off, you get that option, and uh, they do really cool stuff at affordable prices. So, you know, like I said, I can't wait now to play the letter. And I had no idea when I pre-ordered it. And then I saw that and I was like, wow, that <laughs> that looks up my alley. I am really excited to play that. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, looks like, uh, just going to the chat, a couple, couple comments that uh, Jakester says that Sony's lost their minds since the Switch came out. So uh, I guess uh, maybe they have. I don't know. Maybe they're just a little jealous or they're just going backwards. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. So. There's quite a bit of games that are censored on the, the Sony platforms versus uh, 
yeah. the switch, which is interesting. Yeah, it really, it really, really is. Um, and, you know, we, we live in, you know, unprecedented times. You know, Nintendo is not censoring their games while Sony is. And we can play Genesis on our Nintendo <laughs> consoles. It's, well, we've been weird. able to do that since the Wii. Well, that's true. But now, like, it's a part of the Nintendo online service. <laughs> like, that's... We've, we've also weird. been able to play it on the Switch before, too, because there is yeah. a Genesis collection. Pretty much all, almost all of those games we could play already on the Switch. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. It's so weird to, like, yeah, to see that come up there. Like, even the little icon, like, yeah, it says Genesis, and then it goes Sega and all that stuff, but then it has a little Nintendo logo on there. And even weirder... <laughs> is that Nintendo is selling a Genesis controller. Yes. That's just bizarre. <laughs> like, I don't even know what world I live in now. That's weird. But I didn't order one of those. I ordered an a 64 controller, and it should arrive tomorrow. I was really hoping to wow. be here today so I could, like, unbox it, like, on the on the podcast. But uh, I think it arrives tomorrow. So Mine's Friday. I've got to wait for Hmm. Bummer. So unless it, you know, <laughs> arrives, like, as we're talking. Like, sometimes I get deliveries late, and I'm like... If I just hear a thump like right outside, I'm like, I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's uh, let's turn the the page a little bit and talk about some uh, some headlines, uh, some quick stories that we won't necessarily go into and discuss that much, but uh, we do want to make sure that you, our podcast uh, audience and listeners, do know about. Um, so, uh, yeah, Barry, you want to share the first one? Uh sure. Uh, Advanced Wars, the game that we've all been waiting for forever to get a re, you know, just a, a resurgence. Uh, we found out Advanced Wars 1 plus 2 Reboot Camp was coming out December 3rd uh, per E3. A lot of people were excited to revisit these games, and for a lot of people, the first time. Well, unfortunately, the games do need some more work, and they have been delayed till spring 2022. Uh, you know, it's unfortunate, but when Nintendo delays a game, it's not always a bad thing. So if it needs a little more time, uh, you know, I say go for it, but it's still disheartening for those that were looking forward to playing it this holiday. Absolutely. Yeah. If it needs more time in the oven, put it back in the oven. Uh, we also got some numbers. (laughs) Guess what? Nintendo is still selling a lot. Uh, <laughs> um, for the month of September, PlayStation five though, was the best selling hardware, uh, out there, but, um, but yeah, Nintendo is still selling a ton of switches. Uh, the, uh, yeah, it's also reported that video game, um, hardware sales, uh, for the month increased 49% when compared to last September. So games are continuing to sell like crazy. Um, but uh, software, you know, we're seeing Madden uh, take the number one spot. And so like there's a, there's a little bit of a, a drop, um, even even with the Switch OLED coming out. Uh, actually, that was prior to the Switch OLED coming out. So we don't have those numbers factored in. There's a good chance that that might boost it back up. And by October, November, uh, we're going to see a lot. But um but yeah, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is still topping the charts. WarioWare Get It Together came in there at number two. And Super Smash Brothers Ultimate there at three. And you can see the rest of the top ten games on NintendoFuse.com. But uh but yeah, still still selling like crazy. Just uh, you know, just lost out to the PlayStation 5 this time around. But you know, that's gonna happen sometimes. Can't win them all. 33 months, I think it was a streak. You know, it's a big you can't, streak. Can't argue with that. It's a big streak. Uh 
speaking of random streaks, Nintendo has a streak of just randomly dropping game announcements lately. Uh, screw the Nintendo Direct. We're just going to randomly drop a game announcement. And they did that just before the recording of this. In fact, it was dropped at 8.04 p.m. Eastern. When we start recording this at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, so less than 30 minutes away, uh, Nintendo partnered with Niantic once again to release Pikmin Bloom for mobile. Um, not exactly sure what this is. It seems to be some kind of pedometer walking game where it looks like the more you walk, the more Pikmin you discover, the more, the more they evolve, and maybe you encounter different things along your walk. I'm not totally sure. Uh, you grow more, you get more. Um, but this apparently is coming out. It might be out now. I haven't had time to check. But there is an interesting trailer. Uh, if you want to see it, uh, it just it, it it does what like Pokemon Go did when you you saw like the you know, Mewtwo fighting in Times Square and all that. Like like the real game isn't like that. But uh, yeah, it's a this could be interesting. Uh, depends on on you know uh, how it is or, or what it involves. But uh, this just dropped tonight. <laughs> yeah. That's so interesting. I mean, because Pikmin does not have the the cultural appeal that Pokemon does, so I'm I'm interested to see how it does. But uh, we'll we'll see. Yeah. So let us know what you guys think uh, about in uh, all these stories in the comments or the live chat as well. Um, looks like uh, Jakester is just best selling only uh, by bots. What's what's he talking about? The bots. He's talking are, about bots. Oh, bots are buying up the playstations. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense because, yeah, you can't get your actual hands on them. It's just the bots that are buying them. That, that makes sense. Uh, I have started seeing Switches, like, in in the wild and in, in stores again, though. So they're finally getting back in the stores. Um, yeah. Any any further thoughts about any of these uh, these stories, Barry, before we move on? Uh, I see Kevin asks, uh, will I play it? Um, that depends. Uh, I'm not planning to play it if it's simply just walking. And, you know, I, I do walking, uh, I used to do it every day. Now I try and do it as much as possible. I mean, I, I have a Fitbit here, you know, but, uh, it's one of those things where if it's just walking, it doesn't involve a lot of activity on my part, like in terms of, uh, you know, gameplay, like it's not going to take, you're like, oh, I'm playing it now and it's going to take an hour of my t day every day. Um, then I'm definitely not going to play it. But if it if it's just walking and I just check maybe every night, like, oh, what did I do? Okay. Uh, then, yeah, I, I might give it a shot uh, whenever it drops. We don't know when it's going to drop, if it's going to drop anytime soon. They didn't give a date in the trailer. It was just here. here's the announcement. Uh, so I guess it really depends on how involved. But I think it's cool. I, I think of all franchises, Pikmin, I did not have on my bingo card for getting another mobile. In fact, I thought Nintendo was virtually done with mobile, and I guess Niantic was like, hey, we can do something. Let's do it. Um, as for the MPD, it kind of sucks that Nintendo lost its streak. Um, but considering that the system is you know, significantly older now, and the, the PlayStation and the Series X both came out in November of last year, and it's October well, so that was for September. So that was almost a full year later, uh, and it's still, you know, held strong. And it, it was only number two, right? It's still beating the Xbox. Yeah. Um, and I think with the OLED, it might boost it back up. I think it's doing incredibly well. Um, you know, I just hope that Nintendo doesn't let this success go to their head because we see what happens when companies get complacent 
they start getting sloppy. The PlayStation 3 is a prime example of what happens when a company gets too, you know, comfy with their success. We don't want to see Nintendo do that. Um, we like to see innovation. We like to see new ways to push sales and to get sales and to make people desire your product. And that usually happens when you're failing, when you're doing those Hail Marys. So I like to see Nintendo, even though they're doing well, continue to do these Hail Marys uh, with a Switch 2. So I guess we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Advanced Wars, you know, I'm not that into it, so it doesn't bother me that it was delayed. Um, and But at the same time, as we said already, more, more time usually means better game. Um, sales, I'm totally with you, what you're saying. And uh, Pikmin, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll definitely check it out, especially if it's free, which it probably will be. Um, and so I'll definitely check it out. I'm a big fan of Pikmin. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I have no idea what this is going to be about. Um, but like Kevin said, you know, platinum, platinum coins that you might get from it, maybe it's worth uh, checking it out and seeing yeah. how many platinum coins you can get just by walking. <laughs> hey that that would be fantastic yeah that'd be great as long as it doesn't run my battery dead i like my uh the extremely long battery life in uh in the uh my new iphone but uh but if it runs my battery dead then maybe i won't play it oh that's the worst mm -hmm. pokemon go destroyed my battery yeah yeah that's when i started buying external batteries <laughs> just for pokemon go <laughs> going around the city and trying to you know, play for hours and hours and uh yeah i had to have at least two external batteries with me just to make sure <laughs> you know uh, it was funny i was just thinking about pokemon go the other day when it like had such a hold over me like we would dri drive by like oh pokestop hold on gotta mm -hmm. pull over get our spin i'm so glad i'm done with that <laughs> such an enslaving game i felt the same thing with the uh the 3ds uh street passes yeah, I was so into the street pass stuff and everything and and i booted up my 3ds uh not too long ago just to see if I had a certain game like in the virtual console or whatever. And, uh, and then all of a sudden like all the nostalgia came back and I was like, Oh, I remember street <laughs> pass. Oh, I remember trying to get all those puzzle pieces. Oh, I remember. This. I liked doing that. Yeah. I got all the puzzle pieces. That was great. That's, that's what they should put in the, in the switch to bring back street pass. Yeah. Make it pocket size again too. <laughs> Just make sure that you can actually, uh, hold more than 10 at a time. Oh, that was the painful part, especially going to conventions. Ugh. <laughs> you should have <laughs> it out all the time. But anyhow, uh, yeah, if you guys are uh, new to the Nintendo Fuse podcast, um, we would absolutely love it if you would subscribe and also hit that bell on YouTube uh, to be alerted every time we post a new video. Um, share this with others. If you like what you see and like what you hear, if your uh, YouTube or if your podcast uh, service or app allows you to like, an episode or like a podcast or leave a review, please do that. That's just a, a huge help for us. Um, so, um, you know, we do this for, for us because we just enjoy talking games, but, uh, we love, uh, being able to grow this community. And that's one of the ways is if we get positive reviews and, um, people share this and just kind of helps us uh, grow this community of, of Nintendo gamers out there. Speaking of which, if you have not followed us on social media, um, please do that at Nintendo Fuse on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And also join our Discord so that you can uh, continue this conversation in between episodes. Uh, we record this live uh, every other week, pretty much. And uh, in between those episodes, lots of stuff happens. And so and if you want to talk about it, our Discord is a great place to go. You can find all those links in the show notes, the YouTube description, and uh, the Discord is right on the screen if you're watching the video version. Um, 
But uh, yeah, let's let's talk about what is coming up over over the next uh, couple weeks. Our next uh, podcast is happening on November 9th. Uh, sorry, I <laughs> moved my iPad. I was like blocking my screen there. Um, November 9th is our next episode. So over the next couple weeks, uh, there's there's quite a few games coming out. Uh, a little game that uh, Barry loves called Fatal Frame, uh, getting the Maiden of Blackwater uh, version is coming out on October 28th. Mario Party Superstars is finally coming here uh, on uh, October 29th. Just Dance 2022, they're still pumping those out. Uh, coming on November 4th, uh, Blue Reflection comes out on November 9th. Uh, a lot of those games that we talked about from the East Asia Soft um, presentation are coming out over the next couple of weeks as well. Uh, Barry, what are you what are you looking forward to that, that's coming out over the next couple of weeks? Any of these uh, any of these games making you excited? Uh, yeah, um, I mean Mario Party Superstars for sure. Uh, there's the the Isle of Cards, wherever from Square Enix. I really like that demo. I'm gonna try and hold off on getting the digital. Um, and really hope that a physical happens. But if I can get a review code, I will absolutely be playing it. I really enjoyed that demo. Uh, Mario Party is the main thing that I, I plan to to play, what I hope to play, <laughs> I should say, uh, outside of what I'm already working on. But there, like you said, there's some great stuff. Uh, the, the Fatal Frame which I think is still cool that, that Nintendo allowed it to go to other platforms. Uh, for me, the, the biggest downfall is the physical because the physical, I guess getting a physical only in Japan and Asia, and it will have English, but it will only have English via a download patch. So if you do buy the physical, you are technically not getting an English version unless you download that patch, but it's not English on the card. Mm -hmm. So I actually canceled my pre-order for that because to me, that doesn't count. If, if the servers are down, you can't play it. So that's kind of kind of a negative. Uh, and it's just weird seeing Grand Theft Auto down there. <laughs> right? <laughs> so. Yeah. Rumored for so long and we're finally seeing it. And I feel like it kind of just slides under the radar right now. I don't know. Right next to Omnom Run. I didn't realize that was actually coming out. I, I feel like Happy Game is coming out too. <laughs> more and more mobile games that keep coming over to uh, Switch. I was actually surprised to see a boy in his blob. I, I like the newer yep. version of it coming over, and I was like, "Oh, wow! I forgot about that game." Um, Demon Turf is uh, by Fabraz, the same people who did Slime Song. That that looks mm -hmm. really good. Nice, nice. World War Z. I need to look into that. Is that like a remake of an old game, or did they make a new game based on? It might be a new one. That's interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check out a couple of these, and I think that's the big thing. There's no like huge like, there's not a lot of huge games coming out. So you know, if you if you you find yourself in a in a slump and uh, want to check out some more indie games or some others that have you know typically maybe slide under the radar, uh, the next couple of weeks there's a lot of uh, less expensive games. So instead of just spending spending sixty bucks on one game, you could spend sixty bucks and probably buy like five or six indie games. Instead, uh, that is if unless you you know don't want to buy Mario Party, so <laughs> <laughs> you got yeah. the cotton games too. Those are great shmups from the Saturn era that mm -hmm. never got English releases. So if you're a fan of shmups, uh, definitely go for it. Uh, that Undernauts uh, Labyrinth of Yomi that's mm -hmm. got a physical that looks pretty good. Uh, that that's I have that coming. And Okinawa Rush has a physical coming from uh, uh, VGNY Soft that also looks very good. Nice. Nice. 
Yeah, I think the uh, the only one that really is, and I keep going back and forth. I think on the last uh, podcast, I actually said that I was getting really excited about Mario Party, and now I kind of find myself in this complacent kind of point of, again and going, yeah, I'm not really sure if I if I want to get it. I don't know. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where I am when it actually launches, and maybe I'll maybe I'll get it. Maybe I won't. We'll see. Um, I'll be I'll be going for it. Yeah, I I still love the idea that you can play online. Um, I think that's a that's a cool <laughs> addition, um, and hopefully they put all our our money to good work, and we don't have any lag, or because uh, <laughs> Mario Party games require some oh. pretty in, uh, precise input sometimes, and if it lags, I am just going to throw my controller and quit. <laughs> that was probably one of the funniest things you've ever said in the podcast, Steve. <laughs> that won't lag. <laughs> yeah, maybe the extra money, probably not. Okay. Oh, uh, boy. Well, uh, let's see. Anything going on in the chat that we've overlooked at all? Looks like uh, Jakester said he's going to be playing more Fire, Fire Emblem. Uh, Nino Kuni uh, got, to game, uh, got a game to play on Halloween. Um, and uh, a friend of mine wants to get it, Steve, but hopefully, okay, I'm guessing Mario Party. So... So yeah, uh, yeah, I uh, I think that pretty much brings us to a close. Uh, speaking of Jakester, he's been playing like Fire Emblem and you know Cooney and stuff like that on uh, on Twitch. So if you're not following him, be sure to check that out. I think he's pretty much streaming like every evening now. Um, he's bumped it up. I, I feel like I get notifications like all the time when he's streaming. I, and it used to be a couple days a week. I think I'm pretty sure it's on, like almost every day now. So um, check out Jakester's stream and uh, be sure to uh, connect with everybody on social media again and of course on our discord uh, we would love to have you guys uh, jump in and help us uh, keep growing our community uh, here at Nintendo Fuse Uh, we would be back for our next live recording on November 9th and uh, hopefully hopefully Greg will be back and we'll actually have our team of three back at that point and uh, yeah if you if again one more time if you have not ever if you never joined us live try to do that um we absolutely love talking with you guys throughout the entire podcast and and hearing your thoughts about all the stuff we talk about as well um so we record live at 8 30 p.m eastern time 5 30 p.m uh pacific time pretty much every other tuesday so next one on november 9th but uh, i think that brings us to the end barry uh anything anything coming up in your life of the next couple weeks you want to tell people about uh other podcasts you're appearing on or anything like that yeah, uh, it's going to be crazy for going forward for me, especially between now and the next podcast. Uh, I just, two weeks ago, uh, between podcasts, I was at Too Many Games 2021 in uh, Philadelphia, uh, which was an amazing show. Got to meet a lot of great people, uh, tons of fun, just to, to hang out with not only you know people in the community but also some youtubers and stuff and got to meet up so you know with some really cool friends and, and make new connections and uh it's an awesome experience overall and uh now next weekend not not this upcoming with the weekend after that uh i'll actually be up in connecticut so if anyone's up there retro world expo is happening so i'll be there it's a saturday sunday show not expensive to get in i think it's like 25 and 30 dollars to get in so nothing too crazy uh, but if you're in there you know definitely come say hi uh we do have uh some stuff because for those of you that don't know i, I do work for premium edition games uh so we do have some really cool exciting stuff such as the shipping of our 
second series. Mm-hmm. And I showed the cards before, but here they are. They, they, they are done. The, they are, and they are beautiful. And that means people will be going for these suckers, the mm-hmm. patches. So it'd be interesting to see who goes for these because these are awesome. And we also have that's going to happen in between. So we'll be talking about it next podcast, but we will be between podcasts. There might be a direct coming from us. Uh, it's written and recorded and it's in works right now. So we, we have a date planned, but I can't say for certain because it might just miss it or not, but uh, some announcements coming there. So those are always fun because I get to write them and uh, recording them is always a blast and try and throw in some humor and some surprises for people. And I think people are really going to enjoy this, especially if you're a physical collector. And even if you're not, even if you'd say, I only do digital, um, there might be a game we're releasing or two that maybe you've never heard of. And it'll be like, ooh, you know what? This Thanks for bringing this to my attention, just like the East Asia Soft Direct. Uh, and uh, maybe you want to check it out. So for sure... Uh, Stay tuned for that. I'll be announcing it on my my personal social media as well as you know premium editions social media, of course. And um, we got some an industry talk lined up, a uh, big one lined up that I'll, I'll be recording for Nintendo Fuse, as well as a bunch of interviews with developers that will be going up uh, on on premium side, and uh, probably a bunch of guest spots too because this is usually the <laughs> the busy season for me. So I'll probably next podcast I'll be like, here's my list of where I will be. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's crazy. It's like nonstop. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, well, I, I'm actually going to be in an event uh, this weekend. Um, nice. So if you are in the Denver area or uh, that are thereabouts or you want to fly in or drive in, uh, I'll be at Fan Expo uh, Denver this weekend and uh, just kind of checking it out. And um, it's what used to be Comic Con then changed into Pop Culture Con and now is Fan Expo. Um, but, uh, basically the same idea. Um, thank you comic con San Diego for trademarking that name and making us change every year. So maybe they'll actually stick with the same name moving forward. Uh, but that's going to be happening this weekend, Halloween weekend. Uh, and, uh, so probably a lot more cosplayers than normal (laughs) having it on Halloween (laughs) weekend. Uh, but yeah, if you, uh, head down to Denver and want to say hi, um, yeah, shoot me a message or, dm or something like that on our on our social media uh let me know on discord or something like that and we'll i'd love to to meet up with you and and say hi and uh yeah looking forward to that uh, there's not a whole lot of gaming content um there there's a little bit not a whole lot of nintendo stuff but uh, i'm excited to to get in the rest of the the nerd nerddom that happens at uh, those kind of events and so it'd be it'd be exciting so well we will be back on november 9th again and uh yeah We love talking games with you guys, and we hope to see you on the next live recording. Uh, But until then, happy gaming, everybody. Have a good one.